Hey, I'm Brandon. And I'm Hannah, and we're the pastors at New Community Church. Yeah, and it's our hope that this message inspires you to take your next steps in your faith journey with Jesus. Thanks for joining us today, and enjoy the message. Come on, put your hands together one more time for Jesus in this place. Come on, all you've got, Nuko, let me hear from you. So good. Well, hey, we are just so glad you're here. Welcome to New Community. I know you've been welcomed already today. If I don't have the pleasure of knowing you, my name is Brandon, one of the pastors here. And uh, man, just so grateful uh, to be in the room with you. It's a fun season, right? Uh, we are getting ready for a massive gift exchange. And when I say we, I mean you, uh, at your homes in a couple of days. For some of you, that is your reminder that, that it is time to buy presents. Um, just real quick, hands up. Anyone brave enough to admit that they, they have not started their Christmas shopping? Anyone in the room? Okay, we've got a few. We've got a few. Uh, that's okay. So that's why we're here today. That Really, all, the only reason I brought this up was for you to remind you that they, uh, you got a week. So um, Amazon will not come through. I'm sorry. Uh, you have passed that deadline. So, But I actually, uh, just to give you a little bit of last minute inspiration, I wanted to share um, some, some gifts with you and some ideas. Uh, and we've been doing this a little bit, giving out gifts uh, between our dream team. We have a dream team here uh, that helps us pull off these, these Sunday services. Yeah, you can cheer for them. Put your hands together for our dream team in the room. It's great. So, um, so we've got a dream team. We've been doing that. We have a lead team that helps us uh, lead the vision and uh, all our team. Uh, they're just an incredible group. And so we had a kind of a, a gift exchange we did as well uh, that was had a little bit of parody to it. So anyways, I just from the, from the highlights of what we've been doing the last month, I want to share a few ideas with you. Hopefully you can catch them. So this is what we share with our, our Nuco Dream Team. Come on, you're slaying it. That was pretty catchy, huh? Wasn't that good? Yeah, that was good. Um, so, and we have a, a few dozen more of those if you need any. Um, so, you know, that's what happened. You got to order the minimum. So, uh, anyways, no, we've had fun with that one. Hannah showed you this one, but this is cute, isn't it? Come on, this is a little, little sun catcher. It's what they call it, that one right there. So, um, we'd love for you guys to have those. And uh, as she said, we got them on the way out. So, each one of you, we'd love to give that to you today. Uh, this was my favorite. I got from our lead team party. The official Darrell Price Perfect Picks fan, uh, fan Club Lifetime member. That is, if you don't know, Darrell's our worship leader. Come on, put your hands together if you're grateful for him. Uh, man, and he looks good in a suit. So I don't, that's awesome. Here, this one might one up it though. You might enjoy this one. If that's good, say bueno. Come on, that is creative, uh, creative. And I might get in a little bit of trouble. Some of you may never come back, but we had a white elephant exchange gift. And uh, this was the last gift that was open that night, as far as I remember. The only gift that mattered, granny panties. <laughs> um, those are not hers, but she did. She was unfortunate enough to receive that. So that, um, <laughs> oh man. And she's a close friend of ours. Well, she was. So um, after, until, after, until that moment. But hey, it's just, um, it's a good season. And really, um, those are the kind of gifts, right, that just communicate, hey, there's something missing in your life and I want to fulfill it, right? That's what you, that's what those, none of y'all thought that was funny. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but seriously, uh, that brings me to what we've been talking about this whole time. Uh, we've, we've called this series, uh, Weary World Rejoices. And really, uh, just, I'm, I'm sure you, I'm sure your friends especially, they're just weary. They've just been worn out, exhausted from this past year. This past year has not been the year we expected it would be right? Last January, we were very hopeful. We had high expectations. We were looking for answers. But this year so far, the answers have just been missing in many different ways. In fact, there's been a lot missing. Uh, think about it in your life. There's 
stuff missing in stores. There was stuff missing in restaurants. There's been stuff missing in supply chains, if you've run into that. Uh, there's been stuff that's missing in every, uh, every industry, every department. Uh, there's been missing normal. I mean, it's just not a normal season still, and who knows if we'll get that back. But, you know, it's just a lot missing. And when those things are missing, what happens is other things start missing. We start missing patience, and we start missing uh, just grace for the person across from us, and we start missing some mercy. We start missing uh, just strength, some endurance, some willingness to persevere yet another year through whatever we're going through. And those are the kind of things that go missing and just really make us weary. Actually, for many of us, this has been a year where we have missed people. We've missed people we love. We've missed people who have lost their life, moms, dads. It's been maybe this season is just a season that just reminds us of the ones we're missing. And um, that's really what makes weariness take place. Weariness, we define it this way as this. It's when what's missing becomes greater than what's present. And what's missing is really the only thing you see. What's missing is really the only thing you feel. Even, and it really doesn't matter what else is around you. And I tell you, again, just think to your friends, the people you know, there's just a lot missing, and there's a lot of people weary, and maybe you. But that is the good news that we celebrate. That's really what Christmas is all about, right? That Jesus came to speak good news to every place where we're empty and really to fill everything that we're missing. He is to be our missing piece. Jesus is our missing. He can fill what's missing when it comes to our hope. He can fill what's missing when it comes to our purpose or our sense of security or our sense of identity and really understanding why we exist and what we're here to do. I mean, that's what Jesus came to do. God was so good. Listen, God loved the the world so much that he sent his only anointed and called son, his uniquely anointed son, to really fulfill everything that was missing in your heart, but man, for the world, for every heart in the world, he really is good news of great joy for all people. But that's not all that Christmas is about. In fact, um, really, God loved the world so much, he did not just send Jesus. God loved the world so much that he sent you. He sent you. God loved the world so much that he wanted to make sure that he was sending people. In fact, that is so central to the message and the life of Jesus that, that God, listen, that really, and this is what Christmas should be for us. If we want to honor Christmas and really celebrate this season to its fullness, it's not just celebrating what God came to do in me, but what he came to do through me, right? Uh, let me say it this way. God sent Jesus into the world, not just to save you, but to send you. And too many people, when it comes to faith or when they hear about Jesus or they hear about the church, they just think it's all about, well, I guess this is just for salvation and one day far away in eternity. But no, no, this is so much about what today, it's about the here and the now that God came to send us. God wants to shine his light on your life so you can shine his light on others. God wants to comfort you with peace so you can comfort someone else with peace. God wants to fill you with joy so that you can spread joy. God wants to fill you in so many ways, not just so that you can receive God's love and everything he has for you, but ultimately so that you can be used by God to a weary world. And that's what we've been talking about. This is 
really uh, the message of Christmas. And, and today what I hope to give you and what I hope you discover and maybe rediscover, what I hope we all discover is how to truly honor this season of Christmas in the fullest way, not just to celebrate what we receive from God, but to truly celebrate all that we get to do through God and what he wants to give through us. And that's what today is going to be. If that's good, say bueno. See, now some of you got it. You wondered why Bueno was so funny to everybody else. You're like, man, these people are weird. It's okay. Uh, so they may be. But anyway, so we're, so we're going to talk about that. And, and I'll tell you this whole idea of just the reality of, of that we're sent by God. We're not just saved by God. That there's every one of us in this room, there's a purpose and a plan. There's something. There's potential God's put inside of you. That is, that's true no matter who you are. No matter what you believe, you may not even believe in Jesus, or you might still be questioning God, or it doesn't matter where you came from or where you were born. It does not matter what your pedigree is or what your pedigree isn't. It really doesn't matter. And, and truly, that's what the Christmas story so incredibly shows us that we miss it so many times. It, I just think it's something we kind of sweep over. The Christmas story that night of Jesus' birth, it was not a quiet, silent night you know, of this perfect little family. That whole experience, that whole event that, that was recorded and, and, and recorded by multiple people, that whole event and who was there, man, it was the outcast, it was the ostracized, it was the poor, all of those who were chosen by God to usher in Jesus who would change their life, who would change their world, who would change our world. And nobody represents that better than the shepherds. Man, those shepherds, they were blue-collar, shift-working kind of guys. They were, they were out there. I mean, and, and for them, it wasn't something, profession they chose. It was something they were born into, and they just had to go with it. And, and it's so unfortunate. They were so despised in their culture and society, and there was, you know, there was no sensitivity um, <laughs> to trying to care about the lowest class. No, they were in the lowest class. They were absolutely there. They were despised. They were distrusted. It was so bad. People did not trust the character of a shepherd so bad that it was written in their legal laws that they may not be a viable witness in the court of law. Isn't that crazy? So like, I, I don't, I'm not even going to trust any word that comes out of your mouth. Why would I? You're a shepherd. I mean, that's just, that's what they were born into. That's what they grew into. And that's what they died in. And isn't it ironic that that's exactly who the angels come to to share about this good news? Of great joy. And the angels say this. You're, you, I'm sure many of you are familiar. The angels say, hey, don't be afraid. For today there's something. I, I want to sh uh, share a scripture before that one. I don't know if the, I might have left that one out. So let me read this to you. The angel said, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord, a Savior, this unique and anointed Son of God. He is Christ the Lord. Actually, it's he is the Christ Lord. And that's because Christ is not his last name. Did you know that? I didn't know that till today. I'm just joking. But some of us didn't know that. So that's not his last name. No, it's the Christ Lord because Christ is a term for royalty. It's actually the term to speak of God, the, this son. He is the, God's final and lasting king. He is the Christ King or the Christ Lord. We'll talk about that next Sunday. But that's what he spoke. He spoke this word. And then, and then the angel spoke to the shepherds and said, here's your proof. 
I want you to go, and this will be a sign to you. You will find this baby wrapped in cloths. Cloths, actually, the terminology used there, it's actually rags. It's uh, speaking of poverty, that, hey, you're going to find a baby that was born. You're not going to look somewhere in a, in a rich palace. You're going to find the Christ king in the stable of the poor, wrapped in rags and lying in a manger. And so these guys... They decide to go look, and they decide to go find. And what's incredible is they find exactly what they were told to look for. And they were amazed. They were shocked because this wasn't just some kind of dream. This wasn't just some kind of weird happenstance. But, man, they're, they're, they were so amazed that they had heard from God and that then everything that God had said had been confirmed. It blew their minds so much so that it wasn't just good news for them, but they came. Watch what happens. When they had seen him, this baby, they spread the word. See, this for the shepherds became good news that could not be contained only to themselves. They had to share this good news with everyone around them. That's what they did. They spread the word concerning what had been told about this Christ child, about this final king. And all who heard it were amazed. And what's amazing, I don't know if you've considered this, when it comes to the, the story and the events around Jesus' birth, that everyone in Jesus' story, everyone who's in that story that we know, you know, the wise men, the shepherds, there were prophets at the temple, uh, Mary and Joseph, they're all just a footnote to this Christ king. And all of them, all they could do, everything they could do, they, none, not a single one of them held this story of this amazing child, this Christ King who would be born. None of them held that to themselves, but they were compelled to share this good news with those around them. Every single one that you know of, that is part of it. And I just believe that's part, that, that had to be part of God's divine and perfect plan for how he sent his unique and only son to save the world. It's beautiful. It was always part of God's plan. Not just that he would send Jesus to save some, but that he would send Jesus to send some. And that is to be true for you and me as well. We are to be sent by God to a weary world to share good news that is great joy for all people. And I believe that there is no better way. In fact, Scripture speaks of it over and over again, time and time again, that the best way to share joy, the best way to be a messenger of God's message of joy to our weary world is to do it through generosity. And I want to show you actually in Proverbs, look at this. It says, a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes. Man, so if you want to bring a refreshing to your world, if you want to bring a refreshing to those around you, you can do it through generosity. Uh, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. I want to show you one other scripture because I believe this is so important, so vital, that generosity is supposed to be something that is not just happens through giving, like financially. It's not just about gifts. It truly is to be a life and a lifestyle. It is to be the mark of the one who follows Jesus. Look at how the apostle Paul shared this with others. He said, listen, God is able to make all grace abound, all grace that word is grace, really means gift, that, that there is to be a, a grace gift, a, a divine enablement that God has poured out on you. Listen, he's already done it, and he's done it in abundance. 
There, there's something about you that you just have, you have a unique gift no one else has that is straight from God. There's a way you see things. There's, there's just something that makes sense to you, and it's a, it's a grace gift. It's a grace that abounds. Man, some of you, you can, um, some of you, you can stick needles in people. I cannot do that, okay? I try. I thought, I thought I was manly enough. I had, there's no way. There's no, not, not with needles. So some of you can do that, though, and you, you can care for people in those situations. Some of you are so good with children, they trust you immediately. You just have a way to, to calm a room down and, and get there. I had 12, I mean, excuse me, I had eight 12-year-olds in my house. I was not called to be around eight 12-year-old girls um, much longer than 24 hours. So um, some of you have that gift, though. Some of you are gifted with music and the arts. Some of you are gifted in business. And in organization and leadership, some of you can gather a room and, man, everyone feels welcome because you're there. Some of you are so good at maximizing people. Like you can see potential in somebody and you know how to maximize them. Some of you are so good at maximizing financial opportunity. Can I tell you, that's a grace gift from God. And he poured it out on you, that grace, that it would abound so that... In all things, at all times, having everything you need, you could abound in good work. What is that good work? Here's how Paul defines it. Look at this next verse. It says, you will be made rich in every way so you can be generous. Generous. So you can be generous on every occasion. And when you do that, man, people don't just see you, but you have a chance to be generous in a way that people give praise and thanks to their good and heavenly Father. Isn't that good? That is. I, you could have said bueno there, and it would have been fine too. <laughs> it's good. And so here's what I'd love to do today, because I, I just I want you to experience, and here's, here's really my hope. I, I think this the rest of what we're going to talk about today, I think it's going to stretch you. I think it has the potential to make you better, but I do think it's harder. I think it's something that is, it truly can kill you. Like it can, it's, it's just a killer. It's, it's hard to do. It's hard to maintain. So you should turn to the person next to them and say, I think you're up for it. Okay. Um, you don't have to do it, but they do. So you can, you can share that and just encourage them that way. But I really believe that if you will do these things, I think it will elevate your life. And that's true no matter who you are, no matter what age you're in, no matter what life stage you're in, that you can do this. I want to share five ways that you can become more generous. And my hope is this, that it's not just about being more generous. And I said five, what I really meant was four. Okay, there were five, but that, the last one just didn't make it. He didn't make it here. So um, there are four ways you can be generous. And, and my hope is this, that it's not just to be generous this Christmas, but maybe... Maybe I could share something and God could spark something in you that causes a lifestyle of generosity. Maybe God could spark something in you that causes a, a history of generosity in you. And maybe this isn't for Christmas this year, but it's for every other Christmas of your life. So that you could truly honor not just what God wanted to give you for you. But you could honor all the grace he's poured into you so that in every occasion... In every moment, at all times, you would be rich enough to pour it out on somebody else. That's good, huh? That's good. So let's hear it. Four ways to be generous in this season and hopefully for seasons to come. Number one, I can be generous with my time. Generous with my time. 
you're taking notes, you're going to want to write these four down. They'll, they'll be helpful. But generous of my time, and really the heart behind that, you know it, I know it, that time is our most precious commodity. If there's one grace that God has given you and given me that, that we need to pay attention to and be very strategic with, it's our time. It's our time. So what could it look like for you in this season? And you know it. It's busy. I'm busy. We're all busy. It's just it's hard to get everything done. We're trying to wrap stuff up with the end of the year, and then we've got family things going on. And, and, it's, and we can do a lot of things in the name of generosity, but you know it. We're not really being generous with our time. We're not really being fully there. We're not being fully present in those moments. But what could it look like if Christmas became a season where you and the ones you love, you decided to be generous with your time and use it that way? There's a family I grew up with I love. They had uh, three girls, and um, I just so admire this family for what they did every Christmas. As far as I, can, as far as I know, um, they, they did it from the minute their girls were born, and they still do it today. Their girls are uh, about the age of Hannah and I. We grew up with all of them, and so they still do it to this day. Uh, what they would do is when they woke up Christmas morning, they'd all wake up early, and all three of their daughters, they get to open one present. They got to open one, their first present, you know, kind of eye it up, see which one's the biggest box. And then they open that one. After they would each get to open one present, they'd get dressed, they, they, and then they'd go down to the men's shelter in, their, in the city that was nearby, and they would serve Christmas breakfast. Every morning, every Christmas morning, thank you. Yeah, every morning for the rest of their lives. No. <laughs> Dad, can we stop? <laughs> Sorry little window into our life. Um, <laughs> every Christmas morning, just think about it. Think about the gift those daughters were given when they thought about what Christmas means. And I doubt their mom and dad had to say much because they were just living it out. So what could happen if you chose to be generous with your time in this season? With those you love, with those in your family, if you set that kind of as a priority that, hey, this is actually a time not just to celebrate what we've received, but it's a time to celebrate what we get to give. You can be generous with your time. Just think about there are so many ways, and you can do it in the name of Jesus in a way that spreads good news to great joy to a weary world. I encourage you, be generous with your time. Let me give you number two. You can be generous with your touch. And here's what I mean. That, that's about being present in those relationships, present with people. That's about having sympathy and empathy with those that are near you. It's about considering the ones who are alone or considering the ones who do not have. And you could be the one to go and to touch their hearts, touch their lives. You could be generous in that way. We have a number of families in our in this uh, in our new community that what they do is they actually... Um, every time that the, the, we get into the winter season, they pack in their cars, they pack these little uh, homeless care kits, and they'll have like gloves and hand warmers, and they'll have um, some toiletries, they'll have some uh, food that they can share, and they just have these set in their car, uh, not in the trunk so they can't access them, but in their car, they'll have four or five of these packs so that if they come across someone in need, they are prepared and they are ready to share. Isn't that good? I love the family. Uh, there's a family here um, that they share the story. They do this all the time. They have two teenage boys, and it's one of the things they want to witness about, hey, if you want to do something, just be prepared to do it instead of just wanting to. And so they kind of live this out, but they're also sensitive to the Lord. They're not just doing this just to kind of, you know, just release generosity, but they're, they're really trying to do it to encourage 
their boys to do it with a heart of leading people towards God. And so they were praying, and they were praying as they were driving through the city, and they, God put a, one, a gentleman who was in need on their heart. And so the dad actually pulled the car over, got one of the kids out, walked up to the man, got to know his name, heard a little bit of his story. I mean, listen, we're combining number one and number two now, generous with our time, generous with our touch. But here's what he did. He got so moved by what this man had gone through that he got his family out of the car, and they, in the middle of the street in Richmond, laid their hands on him and just prayed over him and blessed him, they actually followed up the next few weeks to come back to that same spot to find him again, to check him on him. Isn't that good? Isn't that, that's what generosity, when you're generous with your touch and you create the space to do it, that's what God wants to do through you. That's what God could do through you. Let me speak to some of you who you're, you are, you have just this gift of hospitality. When, when you're around, people feel welcomed, they feel safe. And so I just want to challenge you, what would it look like for Christmas to be a season where you opened your doors of your home and you just let someone in or invited someone in who is alone or invited someone in who does not have so that you could just be generous and share this great news with them. Share truly, not just, hey, a a blessing, but truly share, man, God's heart for this one who he loves. You can be generous with your time. You can be generous with your word, uh, with your, uh, excuse me, I gave you a, a hint. You can be generous with your touch. Here's number three. You can be generous with your words. Generous with your words. Hannah spoke about this uh, last week, actually. She mentioned Proverbs chapter 18, verse 25, that says, the tongue has the power of life or death. And so think about this. God may want to use you and your words to speak fresh life into someone else. And he may want to do it in this season. Not just to think them, not just to write them down, but truly to speak. Uh, Let me ask you, fathers, when's the last time you spoke a blessing over your son and your daughter? Mothers, when's the last time you spoke a blessing? That that maybe what would it look like if Christmas for you and your family, your kids knew, hey, we're going to have great memories, we're going to feel good, but also my father's going to affirm who I am. My mother's going to affirm the value she sees in me. Consider what that could do for that generation. Man, consider what could happen if you did that. You, be generous with your words. Bosses, what if you spoke a, a blessing over those that, that you lead and you manage, not for who or what they do, but for who they are? What if they heard that word from you? There was, um, even if you do it through text, isn't that crazy? You can actually bless someone. I didn't know if you did that or knew that, but you can. There, I, we got to share a story. This is, uh, I will say, this is so fun. We got to go and, um, you know those, uh, you're slaying it mugs I showed you earlier? We got to go up to the Hanover County School Board and um, to all of their uh, uh, superintendents and the super assistant supers. Uh, we, we got to go up there and just go, give those out and say, hey, on behalf of New Community Church, we want to say thank you. We, we pray for you. We love you guys. We love what you're doing. So we got to do that. And one of those, uh, one of those uh, people of that, of, that we met that day, they shared this story about how they had been just felt so connected from God. It had been years since their family had been in church because of COVID and a number of other things that just kind of kept them out. And so they literally last month or a month or two ago were praying and, and just felt like, God, I just need an answer for how I can get closer to you. And that day someone texted them, someone from new community to just say, hey, I'm praying for you. I was thinking about you today. God put you on my heart. I want to let you know you're not alone. Isn't that incredible? If we would be that sensitive in this season, I try to take time to text 
people every week just not, not to ask them for anything, not to do anything, but there's just a few people a week I want to text, and it's different people, but I want to communicate and just have a rhythm in my life of being generous with my words, of being kind with my words, of speaking what God shows me and speaking the value that God sees in others. And I just want to say, man, what would it look like if we did that? As a church, what would it look like if you just lived a life where for 20 or 30 years over the next 20 or 30 Christmases, this was just a season where you were generous with your words, generous with your time, generous with your touch, and in unique ways that you looked out for the one who didn't have much. Is that good? And I just want to finish with one more. To be generous with my treasures. Generous with my treasures. And really, this is the hardest area for most of us to be generous with. Because it truly is the greatest test of trust, right? The greatest test of surrender. That God, what you've placed in my hands, it's from your grace. It's not mine. I did not earn it. God, the the relationships you put in my life, that's your grace. The, The people you put there, the gifts I have. God, even the income I have, it's an expression of your grace. And it's supposed to be a marker of God's people that we open our hands with everything we have so that in every occasion, at all times, having everything we need, we could abound in generosity. And I just, man, I just kind of want to light a fire in us. This is not about giving to this church. This is about giving to God's work of eternal work in this world and in this age, what could he do if we were going to be generous like that? What could he do if we opened our hands? Just, uh, just something that's just good to consider, good to hear, and, and to just kind of hold up with ourselves. You know, eight out of ten Christians, people who say they follow Jesus, eight out of ten Christians give away 2% of their income. This is not guilt. Don't worry. That's not where we're going. So you can, you, some of y'all were like, oh, here we go. No, don't worry about that. Just, just hear it. Two, 2%. It's supposed to be a mark. And I'm not talking about they give to the church. They give 2% away, just away. I mean, to whoever, wherever. Only 2% could do that. And I just want you to consider, like, what, is it that big a difference? Is it that big a difference to give more? Many of you know scripture talks about giving 10%. What could happen if just, and this is true of just Christians in America, but what would happen if Christians in America just gave 10%? Don't, I'm not telling you to do it. I'm just asking you to consider what could happen. Because there was actually a group who studied what could happen. Isn't that a great question? What could happen if the American church just decided to just give 10% across the board? That's it. They're just doing a study, see what could happen. And here's what they figured out. I wanted to give you this figure first. Wait, take that down. Don't show them that. Don't show them that. Thank you. Some of you are fast readers. You know where this is going. If the American church, and let me back up too. If you're not a Christian, you need to hold on to this. You should write this down, and you could like show it to us and be like, hey, you ought to be doing better. And that, well, you, should, you can do that. And we can say, oh, you're right, because <laughs> you are. So um, here, here's, here's the thing. If the American church would just give 10% and the church to, to, to the church, right, okay, there would be an additional uh, $165 billion annually. Think about that. Annually. So this group who did this study, who discovered what was here, said, hey, if the church had that 
that, uh, that much extra resource, here are some of the things we could do for global impact. Are you ready? Number one, $25 billion could relieve global hunger and starvation in five years. You can put it up now. $12 billion would eliminate illiteracy around the world in five years. $15 billion would take care of all the clean water and sanitation issues with the 1 billion people who live on less than $1 a day. $1 billion would fund all overseas missions completely, and there'd be $100 billion left over for expansion and creativity and startups and nonprofits to, to work directly in our communities. I'm not trying to guilt you. I'm trying to inspire you because God did not send his son Jesus just to save you. But God has poured out his grace. Man, he has poured out his grace on you and on me so that we could be a part of touching a weary world. And if a weary, if a weary world got this message from the church, talk about great news. Talk about real, tangible joy. And maybe, maybe that's what God intended when he sent his son Jesus in the first place. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be this celebration of long, long ago, but maybe it was also always supposed to be a rededication of what God is asking you asking of me here and now. So just close your eyes for a minute because I just have one challenge. I, I do pray that God has sparked some hope and sparked some creative juices in you and gotten you kind of excited about what could be if you went all in on this. But here's just my challenge for you this week. Would you ask God right now while I'm talking, would you ask him just to put one name, one face, one family on your heart, someone who's been weary this year. And as God gives you that name, I just want you to pray about and ask God, what does it look like for me to be extravagantly, extraordinarily generous towards them? To the one who follows Jesus, there may be someone in your life who you've had a division with for years and decades, and the Lord's saying, hey, generosity looks like forgiveness. Generosity looks like blessing your enemy. Not just with words or card, but with your time and with your touch. For some of you, God has graced you with a route to work or a route that's so consistent that you see the same people in need every single time you take that route. What would it look like for you to let generosity invade that drive? Let God speak to you. Put a, heart, put a face on your heart. Put a name on your heart. And so, Father, we thank you God, what a great gift you've given each one of us. You've given us in Jesus, but you've given us, God, in this opportunity to live our lives, have a second chance with our lives, Lord. 
to live with an eternal impact in mind. And Lord, I just speak your word that generosity is to be a mark of your people. I speak that over this church. God, that you would open their hearts to you. God, that you would open their hands in ways that they would just sense a leading and a calling for how they can respond in generosity to those around them. God, not just in the name of goodwill, but in the name of good news, in the name of Jesus, the Savior, the Christ King, the Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would let this season, God, just today would be a a, a day. This year would be a year where Christmas changes for their families. Christmas changes for their traditions, God, because it becomes a time when they serve. It becomes a time when they give. It becomes a time when they, they show up. It becomes a time when they press back in. It becomes a time where relationships have the breath and the room, God, to be meaningful, purposeful, impactful. God, I pray that you would truly, today, would you pour out your spirit on each son and daughter here, that they would be sent to a weary world with your news. And God, would you inspire them? God, inspire them tomorrow. Inspire them this week to follow you there and to go all in with you there. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey with Jesus. Yeah, and we'd love to connect with you further. And the best way to do that is at our website, thenewcommunity.church, where you can connect to our small groups, find other resources, and even give to the work God's doing through New Community.